Hello and welcome to D-Up Podcast. This is Louis Belletta, and thank you for taking a seat at the D-Up table. Thank you. So let's see what we have to get to today. It's the NBA playoffs, but you know the way we do it. We don't do any of that fairy stuff. We, we talk about things the way that they're supposed to be talked about. This is the non-politically correct sports cast where we get to look at the NBA from a real man's eyes. We get to really uh, dig in and see what's going on. And, and we, today, obviously, we're talking about the, the Denver Nuggets and uh, the Utah Jazz. We're going to talk about that game seven, blah, blah, blah. Right now, we got a game going on. Uh, it's Boston versus the Toronto Raptors. And we all know what happened with that last second shot. We had Anunoby catch and shoot, 0.5 seconds left. A lot of things went on in that game. We had Kemba Walker uh, throw that beautiful bounce pass to Tice for the dunk. And before that, there was another huge shot before that. I think it was a kind of like a circus layup from um, Van Vliet. See this? The memory, I have this, this, this thing called the brain up here. It's working today. I'm trying to bring the energy for you guys because I know you guys don't have a big attention span like me. So what do we got for the score? Let's check the score. The score right now for the Raptors and Celtics is, drum roll, it's fourth quarter. It is Raptors 82 and the Boston Celtics 75. So let's, 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 this is a perfect segue. I, at the beginning of the season, uh, I don't know if I'm going to throw my video in here of the, uh, the, the, the prediction, but I had predicted the Celtics are the dark horse and to go to the NBA finals. Uh, I doubted them as of recently versus the Raptors. And the reason why I doubted them is because the Raptors have this heart of a championship uh, this championship uh, teamwork sort of a thing where where Nick Nurse has these guys playing like they go to war. And they are the most selfless team in the NBA, in my opinion. Could be wrong. And they're so well coached that it kind of negates the coaching of Brad Stevens. So I thought the Raptors have the Celtics number 100%. Until I saw the Celtics in the playoffs level up. And I give Kemba Walker a ton, Walker a ton of credit. I give the coach uh, a ton of credit. This guy Williams is impressing me a lot. The way that they play with uh, Williams on the floor. I forget his first name. Um, I think they interchange Tyson Williams. But let's give it up to the Celtics, man. They, are, they were up 2-0. Now they're up 2-1. Uh, let's give it up. No matter what happens today, give it up to the Celtics because... You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn saying that I knew the Celtics were going to be here. Um, I had picked the 76ers to win it, and uh, I said the Bucks are going to be up there, which we're going to get to. We're going to get to Giannis. Man, he's my, my second favorite player. Uh, but let's tip our hats to the Boston Celtics here. Uh, taking care of business, and whether or not it's 2-2 tonight, I'm not even watching the game. I'm here uh, talking and scooping it up with you guys. But uh, let's just say it goes 2-2 tonight. I'm hoping for a game seven. I have no interest in any of these teams. But uh, in terms of I haven't bet on any of them and, and uh, uh, they're not my favorite teams. But I do like team basketball. And the Boston Celtics and the Raptors are displaying this. And, and it's, it's wonderful to see. Um, 
kind of juxtaposes the basketball that the Clippers are playing right now. And you know that I'm, I'm a Kawhi guy. And I'm just interested to know why Doc Rivers doesn't have in them play more as a cohesive unit like the Boston Celtics, like the Toronto Raptors. Because I believe when all is said and done, the Clippers are twice as good as either of those teams. Because look at their, look at their roster. And they have two starting fives that are possible starting fives. And um, they got the one-on-one guys. Uh, they have the three-point shooters. They have the defenders, the perimeter defense. Let's, let's be honest. We haven't seen a team like the Clippers in a long time. You know, the Warriors we saw, we saw the Chicago Bulls, but this Clipper team, if they stay together, they're going to repeat, they're going to three-peat. All right, let's get back here. Let's stay on par. Stay on course, Lou. I'm um, just checking the scores. Uh, if anything comes in, I'm, I'm going to relay it to you guys. Any uh, crazy news? Uh, let's get to the Giannis Anatetokounmpo, and maybe if I could pronounce his name right. Uh, let's get to him and the Bucks Now, I'm going to be the first person to say that I was up there and I put the 76ers and the Bucks at the top. Okay? 76ers I struck out with. And the biggest one I'm striking out with right now is the Milwaukee Bucks. And I don't want to say they're just going to, they're done. Like every other sportscaster is saying, the narrative is they're done. And because they're down 3 0 and the statistics and all of that analytics stuff, no team comes back from 3 0. Well, if there's one guy that can do it, it's going to be Giannis. And if he is okay injury-wise, um, this last injury in the third game I discussed with a friend of mine. And I said, listen, I know that you believe that he was injured just that third game. But the Bucks team being down 3-0 isn't what concerns me the most. What concerns me is the look in Giannis's eyes. And you guys come here because you want it the real, you want the, the real commentary. You don't want statistics and just analytics. You want the real commentary of, of, of what a former basketball player sees, what a current basketball fan can see, and what a guy that played basketball can, can see through. And I think with Giannis Adekumpo right now, and Adekumpo, there we go again. From the very beginning, I saw something that I didn't see before. And in games one and two, I didn't see that Russell Westbrook animalistic primal fire in his eyes i haven't seen the animal i haven't seen the wolf and i've been touting giannis adekumpo this whole time this whole year because this is the man that's going to come from the ashes and start beating everyone other than Kawhi leonard obviously Kawhi is my number one and i think Kawhi's the best player in the nba but number two is giannis and and you could, y'all can argue that, and, and that's 100% okay. But the reason why is I like offensive and defensive players. 50% uh, of the game is offense, 50% is defense, and those are the two best two-way players. Now, um, Giannis has a sort of kind of this, this cowering look at times. And I'm not used to seeing Giannis cowering. I'm not used to seeing him not engaged emotionally, mentally. Now, maybe the bubble is taking a toll on him. I'm, I don't know him. I don't know people around him, but I, my guess is as good as you guys, but really look at his body language as compared to uh, the regular season. Uh, look at the way he's carrying himself. My, I, I had said after game one, I said he's injured. Something's wrong. Um, and then we actually seen him get injured game three. Now, I'm not saying I know anything that you don't know, but I can tell you that I think Giannis Adekumpo, and not that Tecumpo, that's the third time, Atentecumpo, 
That's the fourth time. Now I'm getting it. Atentecumpel. Giannis Atentecumpel. Tell me if I'm wrong. Write in and make fun of me. Tell me if I'm wrong. But Giannis doesn't have that swagger, that, that animalistic takeover thing right now. And we all know he has that. We all know that's who he is. That's what he walks around with. We, I just don't know if he's injured. Um, any input from you guys? Maybe I've missed something. Tell me what you think is going through with Giannis. But that is, we're going to start seeing, I think, a wonderful series because I think the Bucks will win the next one. I think the Bucks will win the next, the, the one after that. They're not going to go down and, and get sweep. The Bucks aren't made like that. Uh, now, it's not just the Bucks' fault. It's not just Giannis' fault. Jimmy Butler is putting on one of the best playoff performances in NBA history. The reason why, he's making shots when he needs to make shots. That's in the fourth quarter. This is a man who I thought was superior defensively more than he was offensively. Now, his offensive skills obviously have even gotten better from the Chicago Bull days. He is a, a wonderful, and, and from the 76ers, he's a wonderful team player. But unlike a lot of these team players that like to give the ball up at the end, he takes the shot. When, he, when you need a shot, Jimmy is not shy. He's going to take the shot. And man, oh man, has he been making the shots. We have our, one of the playoff MVPs right now. And he is outshining Giannis in this competition. Now, I don't want to talk statistics. I don't want to talk. I'm talking the way he helps his team. Because we can make a case for LeBron being the best player in the NBA, which he's not. Uh, statistically, he is, but he's not the best player in the NBA. Kawhi is. And we could see, do that from the eye test. Right now, Jimmy Butler is winning the eye test versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Sorry, I, I'm totally ruining things. So, Jimmy and the Miami Heat now, a Pat Riley-run organization, are stunning the world. I didn't see Miami creeping up over the 76ers. I didn't see Miami creeping up um, and playing better than the Celtics, which the Celtics are playing well, but Miami's playing right now the best in the East. They're playing their minds out. And again, it comes down to like the opposite of what the Knicks are made of in their organization. The Miami fish rocks from the head down and it's a positive rock. You got Pat Riley at the helm. You got Eric Spolstra, a wonderful coach that's taking orders. Everything is uniform. The rug matches the curtains and the Miami Heat are doing it better than anyone as we speak right now. What an organization. You got Adebayo playing uh, wonderful at, at the center position. You have uh, Drogic playing his role, solid as hell. You got, uh, um, what's his name, the lefty, um, God, strong lower bodies, young. God, lefty, lefty, come on, help me out here, guys. See, this is why I start drawing blanks. Um, the lefty guy, help me out so I don't have to edit this. Come on. Uh, rook, not rookie, but second. No, no, yeah, it's a rookie. Anyways, it, the name, my recall is really bad today. I worked out twice. Uh, he's got a, he's, I think his last name is one syllable. You know who he is. He's a pretty strong dude. Anyways, uh, they're, they're playing as a cohesive unit. And uh, again, I'm a big fan of defensive team basketball. And Miami is, they've been given that from Pat Riley. Shame on the Knicks for letting Pat Riley go. What a disaster the Knicks organization has been. I'm pretty sure you've seen the comparisons. You've seen the head-to-head -head team uh, statistics between the two of them. Now, 
as we go further into this conversation, right, we, we see that the East is a little bit more interesting than we thought the East was going to shape up to be. It's showing a little bit more promise. Now, I always said the winner of the West is going to just completely run through the winner of the East. That's not what I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing these guys in the East, primarily the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. They're showing me something that can compete. I didn't say beat, but they can compete with the L.A. Lakers and the L.A. Clippers. Perfect segue. Tell me what you guys think about that, by the way. But perfect segue into the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, right now, the last game, game one, after they took care of business, they played uh, game one versus the Houston Rockets. Now, man, there's a lot to unwrap here. But we're going to start by saying the, the, the L.A. Lakers have played like garbage versus the Houston Rockets. And they have no reason to because they were resting. They were waiting. And they're... They got uh, LeBron as an older man, and uh, he needed that rest time. And, you know, he did show up. He, he did show some signs of, of life in this Laker loss to the Houston Rockets. But all in all, they're not playing quick enough. Um, they look like a team that's being run off the floor by a Houston Rockets team that's small, um, completely opposite of this long and big L.A. Laker team that's built for the 2000, you know, built for 1999 and 2000, whereas uh, Houston is built for the new game, uh, the run and gun, and, and even Houston's defense is showing up right now, which is surprising me. Now, um, that Harden block, how he won the game with that block, and, and uh, hey, you know, he does, don't, I, I got so many messages, yeah, Harden can play defense because I'm a Harden critic, but Let's be honest with each other, okay? Harden can't play defense. That was just the end of the game. Uh, he did a good job by, by, by winning that series and moving on, but the Rockets have to continue playing the defense that they're playing right now if they're going to want to beat the Lakers. Now, you're also going to have to shoot almost 60% from three to beat the Lakers because, you know, in the end, in a seven-game series, just analytics-wise and numbers-wise, the Lakers are going to be a better team throughout seven games. They're just built that way in terms of the, uh, um, their defense. And, and I know Houston's playing better defense right now than L.A., but uh, time will catch up right now to the Houston Rockets. I can tell you that. And they're not going to be shooting wonderful every game. Everybody's not going to have this wonderful shooting game that you saw in game one. And when that happens, obviously the Lakers win. And there's a higher chance of that happening. So the Lakers will probably win the series if i strike out on this one i'll never come back to the show again i said that the rockets were an inferior team to the elites in the nba right now now if they prove me wrong man i don't know the nba uh, because maybe times have changed and i'm not up to par but um i don't see them beating the la lakers uh one guy i wanted to talk about on the rockets right now was russell westbrook his play at the end of the previous series was uh, abhorrent. It was horrible. He was ridiculous in the way he was playing. And um, there's a lot of 
ill play that the Rockets do. Like James Harden's style is horrible. It's a disgrace to basketball. And you can say whatever you want. That's my opinion. He's a disgrace to basketball, the way he plays. He's not a defensive player. He chucks from, from half court. Yeah, he makes one out of four, one out of three of them. And, uh, you know, you want to go with those numbers, fine. But is that ever going to win a championship? I'm telling you right here on the show, it's not going to win a championship. So keep your eye on the Lakers and Houston Rockets. Write into me. Tell me what you agree or disagree with my analysis of the series. Just but this is all my opinion. Um, I'm not some expert. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan just like you guys. Um, I used to play and I get the game from the court level. So from what I see, I, I think the Lakers are going to level it up. And once they do that, Houston can't keep up. Remember that the, the Lakers have a superior coaching staff than the Houston Rockets, and they're willing to make these defensive adjustments, and they will do that. They're tall. They're long. They have a very – I think they were ranked number one in defense in the, in the regular season. So watch out for the L.A. Lakers on game two. Watch out for the, the Giant to be awoke – to be awakened. I can't talk today, and my brain isn't working. Anyways, uh, going back to the Miami Heat, that guy I was talking about, uh, the player was Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, the lefty. Uh, they, I mean, everybody, uh, don't get me started. That whole team is playing well. I shouldn't be picking out guys, but obviously Jimmy Butler is, is an ace and an MVP over there, uh, and he's playing like it in, in the, uh, the playoffs this year. So uh, I've been impressed with LeBron in uh, the playoffs. Uh, one, whenever I think of the, the bests, I, I think of uh, LeBron's up there in the top five, top three. And uh, uh, one thing I didn't like, I will say, in game one of the Houston Rockets series versus the Lakers, uh, before I move on, I didn't like that LeBron was okay with coming out of the game with three minutes to go or two minutes to go, whatever it was. They were down 13. I can't imagine Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, or Magic Johnson, killers by nature, Killers by heart, sworn and certified murderers on the court. I can't imagine these guys being okay with coming out of the game in the playoffs. Your team still has a shot to win, and you're the leader of the team. LeBron, you claim to be the leader. You are the chosen one. You are the king. Why in the hell, LeBron, would you come out of the game when your team needs you the most? And we're not talking about practice. We're not talking about saving your body. This is the playoffs. Ain't no saving your body. You're about to go down 1-0, right? Your path to the finals just got a lot harder. And you're playing a pretty quick and pretty good three-point shooting team, LeBron. Anything could happen. How could you come out of the game so easily? Can you imagine Michael Jordan being told from Phil Jackson, okay, can you sit on the bench with two to three minutes left? I think Michael would have grabbed him by his throat as much as he respected Phil Jackson. I don't think Phil would think that Jordan was that comfortable, good word, with coming out of the game before he even gave a, a last-minute ditch attempt. That's one thing that I remember from the MJ days, and that's the difference between the two. 
I hate comparing the two, and I always tell people don't compare the two because they're not even close. One has the heart of a lion, the other one has the heart of a championship boxer, um, LeBron being the boxer. Jordan would rather die than not go down swinging, but LeBron is okay with coming out. That's why you cannot consider some little technical difficulties here. You can't consider LeBron at the top, mentioned with the greats. You can't do that if the guy's willing to come out and not put his body on the line and try to bring you back. That was part of the whole grandeur of watching Jordan play. It was part of the Jordan myth that the younger guys will never, ever get because they don't see it. They don't see it consistently. I'm sure there'll be a statistic that'll come out soon, you know, within three or four minutes to go with, a, with their team down and them being the leader, who is the best player in the world? And those players will be Jordan, they'll be Larry Bird, Johnson, because these guys, they fight with everything they got. I find LeBron is a front runner. When he's up, he's doing well. He's shooting threes, relaxed, he's cool, he's calm, he's this and that. But against the clock, and everything's looking abysmal to you. These guys are men. And I'm sorry, LeBron just don't have it. If you don't like this, then you can leave. As Alec Baldwin would say in uh, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Let me take a sip. Hold on. I'm talking too much. I need a guest. Who should I have on the show? I should have James Harden. I would have a field day with James Harden. So, the oh, let's check the Raptors-Celtics score so you guys can, we can get a better view of how the East is shaping up. Oh, my God. Raptors are up versus the Celtics. We got three minutes and 50 seconds to go. Raptors are up seven. Watch out. My friend Ali right now is probably um, drinking himself to death. He's a Celtics fan. Oh, boy. Uh, so last thing we're going to touch upon, because I want to see the game too. Last thing we're going to touch upon is the Clippers. And you know I always come on the show and I'm always telling you the greatness of the Clippers and this and that, which I want to just touch on really quickly. The greatness of Kawhi. I don't have to get into it, but the man like always, puts up the craziest numbers. He's the smoothest on the court. He does everything right. There's not one problem I have with Kawhi, one of the most efficient players I've ever seen. I don't like the way the Clippers are playing right now. I don't like it. Versus Dallas, we knew the Clippers were going to win with Porzingis, without Porzingis, with this. It doesn't matter. The Clippers are a superior team. They're not in Dallas's uh, zip code, okay? You can tell me anything you want. Luka Doncic, on the other hand, that's, a, that's an elite angel of a player. The dude's uh, 21 years old and the best 21-year-old I've ever seen. Okay? That's it. Most skilled 21-year-old player I've ever seen. And he's from Europe. But let's talk about this, this, Kawhi, uh, this, this Clipper thing. What is going on with their one-on-one -on -one crappy play? I get giving the ball to poor Paul George, letting him go one-on-one. -on -one. I, I get it. That's his game, blah, blah, blah. I'll pull up this. But your whole team is going one-on-one. -on -one. How about passing the ball around the horn, running some, some great plays to where there's three passes before the shot, Doc Rivers, 
surprising because Doc is an amazing coach and he's letting a lot of this crap ball play. And, and I'm not okay with it. If the Clippers are going to start to sleep again, they're going to get beat up from behind, just like what happened in Dallas. They start to play their competition. They start to sleep a little bit, go one-on-one, -on -one, and guess what happens? That, that best team in the league becomes the fifth or sixth best team because you're not playing to your potential. You're playing to, the, to your opponent. That's a very big difference. And Doc Rivers has to get these guys playing like they're playing the L.A. Lakers every single day. I don't like the crappy one-on-one -on -one play that the Clippers will do sometime. And I get it. Paul George could do it one-on-one. -on -one. Kawhi could do it one-on-one. -on -one. But listen, for Kawhi, if you're going to do it, go to the rim, right? That's what, the way I always say to, to LeBron or any good player. Um, it's better statistics, better chance you're going to get fouled or, you know. But, but stop with this pull-up, jump shot, fading away, three, or, or, or fading away two, you're not Michael Jordan, you're not these guys. It doesn't work, right? Not Kawhi. Kawhi can do it because, you know, Kawhi's, he's that skilled and sound. But I don't like when other guys like, uh, for instance, a, 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 sometimes even Montrez Harrell starts to go one-on-one -on -one and, and, and do this. Leave, leave it to the, the better guys, you know? Paul George. Paul George, you got to just play efficient. I like when Paul George is a catch-and-shoot guy. I like when he, he picks and chooses his spots, not forces it, okay? And like a Pat Beverly, wonderful player, but listen, you can't just be doing one-on-ones all the time. And, and, and sometimes I'm looking at the clips, I'm like, do these guys want to keep the game close? Because <laughs> that's what happens when they play that way. When they play as a cohesive unit and they run the plays, they're unbeatable and no one will beat them. Anyway, thank you for taking a seat at the D-Up table and my table, Louis Boletta. Please get me on Instagram, Louis Edward Boletta. And it's the same thing for Facebook. Follow me. Tell me what you feel. And uh, let me just shout out the sponsor for the shirt. This shirt right here is from uh, The Dream is Alive. I think they, sh they shortened it right now to D -D uh, T at T-D-I-A. T-D-I-A, at T-D-I-A, uh, that's on Instagram, The Dream is Alive, and uh, I love this, this shirt, you should go get them, They're, they, you could do a bunch of custom shirts, and I chose the one with the cutoff shirt, the cutoff uh, sleeves, of course, Mike, Kobe, and Braun, we won't look at Braun, though, Mike and Kobe, that's a tribute, so uh, thank you for taking a seat at the table, and I will see you next week, watch the NBA playoffs, they're amazing.